Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Mad Mike, and welcome to the Midweek War! All right, we are here to talk NXT TakeOver, the end parentheses of the beginning. Um, With me, as always, is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Payton. How are you, sir? Mike, this is the end of the beginning of the genesis of the beginning. (laughs) Of McGillicuddy. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah, if, if it was just Mike McGillicuddy leading out a whole bunch of <laughs> just random guys. Uh, all right. Um, so this is TakeOver. This was a two-hour show. Um, Eamon, what's your word for TakeOver? Good question. Um, team. Team. Okay. All right. Um, my word this week is going to be, um, cage. Again, that's your. That's been your word a few weeks. God and damn. Not always for the same show, and not always referring to the same thing. Yes, this is this is entirely accurate. <laughs> it's a fun word. God. If I had a secondary word, it would be fin. As an fin, like like the, the see French. that's why didn't no one make a joke about that? Um, probably because not many people would get it. <laughs> um, all right. So, wow. Eamon, Takeover was such a crazy show. Uh, what was your good for Takeover this week? This uh, week? going towards my word, uh, that tag match though. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, wow. Those that was probably the best tag match I've seen in a long time. Uh it's the that's best non it's the best non trios match I've seen in a long time. I'll say that. Okay, that's well, yeah, 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 just regular tag match. Yeah, two on like, two, best I've seen in a while. Definitely. Uh, I don't know. I just I like because we've had good tag matches in the main roster, but like I don't think I've seen anything really as special as this. Like this was so well executed and so fun. Um, and it, it did a lot, like, and I've mentioned this casually before on past shows, but like, I, I, we all, everyone loves American Alpha. Like it's, there's no question about it. They're fucking amazing. They're, they're the best. No, no doubt about that, but holy fuck are Dash and Dawson great. Mm -hmm. And see, the thing is about Dash and Dawson, I don't think they would be great individually. No, not at all. They're a great team they have a very good very effective team dynamic but for the most part like the best tag teams like in history that's the case is that they're better as a unit as they are in singles and Mm -hmm. that's that's what i like about nxt uh, is that everyone who's in a tag team pretty much fits as a tag team like everyone is a tag team because they work well as a team not because well we don't have anything for you so let's make you a tag team right yeah, I mean, uh, 
and the amount of like the tag team maneuvers and it's just very old school wrestling and it works. Yeah, but done to such a pace like this I think they did not slow down once I feel in this match. Like they were always going. And and I thought that was super I mean it was they upped their game at that from Takeover Dallas and I thought the Dallas match was really good but like this was like on a new level. I think these are guys who I think are going to kind of I hope these are the guys that are like fall into that kind of role where it's like they are they constantly deliver. They'll they'll be known years down the line because of their matches with each other. Because I think obviously they're great, but they the way they work with each other I think is especially really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and we got and complete surprise we got new tag team champions. Yeah, I don't think anyone predicted the revival winning. I have not seen anyone predict the revival winning. Like I, I've I've listened to a bunch of podcasts and stuff like that. No one I've heard from has predicted the revival uh, getting back the belts. And plus, they're the first time ever two time any champion NXT. Yeah, the only thing, the only other like technical like thing would be Neville winning the belt twice, t- the tag belts twice, but he had them with two different partners. Mm-hmm. I I'd still like they're the first unit to win a championship twice in NXT, and they beat Balor doing it, which everyone thought Balor could have been the guy to do it. Like they beat so many people who could have done it. Yeah, they like, beat Bailey. They, they beat Bailey becoming a two-time NXT Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's amazing to me. Um, I just really love them as a unit, and I've really gone to come to appreciate them more. Uh, I don't know if you, because I know you didn't catch it in the beginning, but did you rewatch the pre-show? No, I didn't get a chance to yet with uh, with work I had today. The best fucking promo between Dash and Dawson, where Dash is like not even secretly putting in fake teardrops and acting like he's crying because they lost the belt to Dallas. <laughs> it's the best. It's so good. They're very charismatic. They're not just like a like they're 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 kind of like. They're they're no they're no frills, but they're not a boring tag team. Like they have personalities, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you can see it in the ring too. Like, like when they when they get going, they have charisma in the ring to kind of play off of it too. Like J- J- Jordan and Gable, very obvious charisma. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, they did dual soccer slides for fuck's sake. <laughs> Best thing. But, but yeah, like. Uh, Dash and Dawson are fun to watch. They're just like I love. Like we called them the mechanics for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like I still think that name fits them better than the rev- than the revival. I still think that name. Fits I, them. I, I I still like the revival, but yeah, like I think, and and they up their game in this match. Too. Like the uh, the stuff they were doing was pretty much on the level of like a, of Jordan and Gable. I feel like that dive Dash did like through the turnbuckles to uh, one of them on the outside when Scott was getting that pin. Like that that was. I feel like you could put that tag match anywhere, um, in any promotion, let, and it would work. Let us let not us forget the um, the Doomsday device turned into belly to belly suplex by yes. Which is holy an, shit. Which is an old like I, I found someone vined it where they compare the two, but it's an old Steiner Brothers move. Mm-hmm. Like and and I love that they are both of the teams clearly love wrestling and love like the history of wrestling. Like like Dawson doing the Arn Anderson DDT or, or um, you know them doing this move. Like 
or both or Gable and Jordan doing the ankle locks. Or doing the ankle locks, yeah. Like they really are passionate. You, you get the fact that they're passionate, and that really comes through. I think, um, which yeah, m- amazing stuff. And and the stuff afterwards also was very surprising. Uh yeah. So let's uh, let, let's talk about that because mm-hmm. uh, my good or bad or change isn't going to reflect any of that. Okay. Um. So two big guys assaulted American Alpha. Yes. <laughs> And um, apparently, they're led by Paul Ellering. That was the, like, I I kind of knew of them from because they had been working NXT Florida house shows as the authors of Pain, mm-hmm. uh, where they have like these masks and like it's very like kind of like it's very different from like what mostly was in NXT. Um, and then I'm like, oh, they're debuting them. That's really cool, and they were looking pretty well. And then just fucking Paul Ellering shows up out of nowhere. And it's like, what is happening? <laughs> I have to say, he needed a rolled-up newspaper. Yes, <laughs> he he needed that or sunglasses. I don't need both. Where was his he jacket? That, one of them. Where was his jacket that said Mister dot com on the back? Where is Rocco? Where the fuck is Rocco? Um, I really love this. Yeah, I love the addition of Ellering, especially because that's not been done in NXT. Having a veteran come in in this kind of a role. Mm-hmm. Like, and not only that, just a fucking manager in NXE. The last time we had an actual manager was uh, Lana. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you can't, you can't really count Dana Brooke. You can't really count, like... Like Natalia when she was managing Tyson. Like, yeah, like, Lana was the last pure manager we had in NXE, and NXT could use some managers. But, yeah, managers, but also somebody... You have a manager now who has a track record and has a resume and has credibility because of his history. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I love the idea of him being like, I'm going to go to NXT, find this untapped potential in this team and elevate them. And, you know, who's to say if they progress towards the main roster, like that could be a really fun story to tell. Do you think they keep the name Authors of Pain or do you think they go by a more let's say no name like the Legion of Doom. I don't think they'll, no, I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll, I don't think they would directly call them the Road Warriors or the Legion of Doom. Okay. I, I, I was just curious because, I mean, it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility. I mean, there was a new Midnight Express. There was, you know. Yeah, well, new Midnight Express is. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is there, there's been, like, other iterations. Right. Um, I don't think. I will say though, I don't think there's ever been a successful team that has put new at the beginning of their team name. Um, new Age Outlaws. Well, no, okay. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Of I'm a team that was like the new yeah, team yeah, from the no, past. No, I get you. I got you. Because like new rockers were a thing, and that wasn't great. <laughs> like, hey, hey, you shut up about Leaf Cassidy. That is a different show. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Later. We'll get to that. Um, um but what was yeah. your good? Uh, my good this week. Fuck, man. I gotta give it to that cage match. That cage match. Uh, again, I say best tag match I've probably seen in a while. Probably best cage match I've seen in a while. And you know what it is? The cage itself felt different because it was. Yeah. It didn't feel like your standard WWE cage, which I feel it enhanced the match. 
because it looked like it looked like no one was going to get out of that. But at yeah. the same time, it looked like it looked fresh. I agree. Uh, and then there was some people. I saw some people like saying that they liked the match, but they didn't like the psychology of it with the escape rule. I didn't mind it at all. Like I thought it was still really cool. I liked that. Here's, I, I appreciated the stuff of, like, in recent weeks, Joe has kind of really been selling the fact that he's kind of a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, he's kind of like an asshole. Like, especially in that sit-down interview, he was more... He wasn't like, I'm the badass and I'm going to kill you. He was that a little bit, but he was more, like, being a dick. Yeah. So I love that he tried to escape, like, as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. No, that was great. He, he like, pushed off um, Balor and then just completely tried to escape through the cage. That was great. I, I think it was. I thought it was a really fun match. Um, a lot of spots that I didn't expect. Like, uh, there's usually only so much you can do in a cage match, mm-hmm. uh, based on just all the cage matches that have happened. And they did some different stuff. That I thought it was really cool. Yeah, there was a there was a, a an extended spot where Balor was uh, where Balor had Joe between the ropes and the cage. Yeah, that that whole like. Elongated spot was amazing. It was really fun. I, I I thought it was very innovative what they were doing. Um, and yeah, Joe coming. Out, I think Joe was the right winner. Uh, that's the one thing I think I agree with everybody who like has been reviewing the show is that everyone the right person won in every match. I don't necessarily agree with that. We'll well, get, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get into it. Well, wait, I, I don't necessarily I, agree with that. I, I personally would. I think, especially going further, I think. Obviously, Joe and I think Joe and Ballard is done and should be done, and we'll see what progresses from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. So, what was your bad, Eamon? Uh, I, I like I said, I really like this show. I don't know. I can't think of a distinct, real kind of bad. Um. Do you want me to go first? Because I have one. My, if I can think of a slight, well, it's it. It will be my bad slash change. I'll say this because it okay. works for both. Um, and it's nitpicky, but like, uh, I would have liked the Oscar Nia Jax match just to be a tad longer, just a bit longer. Um, uh, I think it would have worked for a little bit more time. I was still perfectly happy with that match and thought it was really great. Um, uh. I do think it, like, when I look back at it, it did feel, like, shorter than past matches, like, women's title matches to me. But mm-hmm. I can understand why. Um, I don't know. I Maybe just, a, again, super nitpicky, but, like, maybe just a tad bit longer. Yeah, okay, I can see that. I mean, I, I thought it was an okay length. Um, I just kind of wish they got to the hitty strikey stuff a little bit sooner because the beginning was a little a little slow for me. Okay. Um, but my bad is gonna go to the announcers. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Not not the whole night. The whole night they were mostly okay. But and I've said this for since Balor won the title. Matt Collins disagreed with me on every stretch that the demon was never losing. The demon losing should be a big deal. And the announcers did not stress that at all. I think I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you. Um, I, to me, that reads as 
the whole aspect of the demon is not necessarily being downplayed, but it's just kind of more integrated now in a way where it's like not like I, I think we wanted it to be like a more integral story and sort of a more like um what's the word? Uh, kind of a more of an elaborate story of what the difference between Balor and Demon Balor was. Mm-hmm. Because that, uh, that that's what they've done in the promos. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's the one thing I think where it's like, I wish they would have gone a bit further with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they would have just gone all out with the whole, like, these two have split personalities. Yeah. Like, they didn't I, in the promo I, packages, but I wish they would have maybe done it more in like the interview. Like they didn't really mention it all in the Corey Graves interview last week. Like, which I'm I was shocked at. I thought that's where we were exactly going to get it. Yeah, because like you have an easy out for having Finn lose the rematch. Like Joe can Joe can say, "Hey, listen, you rely on that demon too much. When you weren't the demon, that's when you're weak." If you really want to beat me, you come beat me as Finn Balor and not as the Demon. This is going to be a weird analogy, but I feel like they didn't go full Lucha Underground with it. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. I totally, I totally agree with you on that. They they were kind of more like, well, the Demon is, and because in fairness, like when he did the face paint stuff in New Japan, it was never like this is a different person. It was more just like here's his war paint or whatever. Yeah, but, like uh, like when Mil Muertes came back from Grave Consequences. That's a different fucking guy. This is a case where I do think they need to go full kind of not supernatural. And it doesn't have to be wacky or crazy or anything like that. But just like the idea that he has a split personality. Like that's a, that's still a storyline that can be done in the realm of possibility. Um, maybe they want to hold off on that until we get to the main roster. Like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I I agree. I do wish they kind of would have gone more in depth with the whole demon stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it's almost like why why even make that drastic of a change to your character if you're not going to acknowledge what that does? Because honestly, he wrestled the match like just Finn Balor. Like, I don't know. Well, in fairness, does he wrestle like uh, when he wrestles as a demon? Does he necessarily wrestle any differently? I think he does a little bit. Like I think maybe the cage had a little bit to limit what he can do, but I don't know. It just I, I want there to be a tangible change to it, and not just like oh he's putting on paint, yeah, dressing like Venom, which is cool. But like oh yeah, yeah. I, no, it's cool. But I think at a certain point you need to kind of have a rationale for it. Yeah, my hope is that they'll do that on the main roster. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, I, could be, they could be saving I, something like that for the main roster. Because we're still in a place where it's like you're, the stuff that happens in NXT doesn't always play into what happens to you on the main roster. So mm-hmm. I think they can still do this angle on the main roster, but yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, so you, went, you already went to your change. Yeah, my change is kind of the, the length of that match. Like, it wasn't super short or anything, but... Um, right. Uh, my change would be I would have had Austin Aries win. Hmm. And um, not that I didn't like the match. I loved the match. I thought it was great. I would have had Aries win by cheating. That's what we were theorizing. Was- yeah, because I I feel like everything on this show was a little too squeaky clean. 
Yeah. For the most part, takeovers are. Like, yeah, once and, in a while. And, and, and in some regards, I love that. Yeah, like, yeah. that's what separates NXT from something like TNA. But... Or WWE's main show. Yeah, or, or WWE, but sometimes wishy-washy finish can can help. And I, I think it would have really... Because at this point, Aries just kind of looks like a chump. Yeah. But I, I think they have a good idea going forward. I like the idea of maybe, like, this just being a prolonged thing of him turning heel. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And going full heel with it. Yeah. Because, uh, I, I mean, obviously you got to build up frustration in order for him to kind of... Of course, but I mean, I thought they were already doing that with every time he comes out, the crowd chants Nakamura. Like, yeah, but I think, yeah, I yeah, but I think like him losing to him, I think is going to go full fledged. Either that, or if he loses, like they go for a handshake afterwards, and then you get the classic Jericho dick kick. Yeah, or something like that. Well, and, I, and he like locks it, like nails a brainbuster or a last chancery or something. Like that. I can see that. Maybe I I have a feeling the reason they didn't do that is because they don't really want to prolong anything with Nakamura and Aries. I think yeah. Nakamura is kind of being fast-tracked towards the top, so to speak. Well, I'm glad I got my TakeOver Brooklyn tickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so um, was there anything else we missed uh, from TakeOver? Do you want to talk uh, about Andrade? Yeah, let's talk about it. There's a f- I think there's a couple things we didn't talk about, but yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about that opener, because that was a fucking great opener. <laughs> Yeah, I I I uh, came in a little late for a takeover, uh, the live stream. But I watched it afterwards. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Although I I think they picked the wrong opponent for him. Here's the thing: I've heard people say that, but I like that it was more evenly matched. Because I don't feel like every like I don't feel like every time you debut a new guy, it has to be like, oh, we can only make this guy look good. You know what I mean? No, I get what you're saying, but at the same time. Ty Dillinger is so over. So, like... He's so over. And arguably, it's probably not even him. It's probably just the fact that you can chant 10 really easily. But, but no, uh, I think it is him. Like, I think partially... I mean, what's Angelo Dawkins doing? What's Buddy Murphy doing? Uh, really? We want them on this show? I would have liked someone else besides Ty Dillinger. I think... Here's the thing. I think people... If that happened, people would be saying, where's Ty Dillinger on the show? All right, I guess that's true, but people want Ty to be something, and I think he's showing that he can be something. And I like that they gave him an even amount of stuff with Andrade, like, and especially like we watched the Facebook Live thing Triple H did, and Triple H put him over pretty highly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, so, yeah, but I feel like Ty Dillinger is already—he's skipping the NXT Tyler Breeze part and has already been relegated to WWE Tyler Breeze. <laughs> Well, in fairness, NXT Tyler Breeze didn't win a lot either. Okay, but he got high-profile matches. And he slowly is. Like, I think he will. I think he is going to progress more. Again, uh, maybe we'll get into that towards the end when it comes to, like, the future of NXT or whatever. But, like, I thought – I think they are seeing, like – He's over. Let's he, arguably, if we're if we're gauging it just off of crowd reaction, the two most over people on that show were Nakamura and Ty Dillinger. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. Third would be Finn. Finn, yeah, yeah. But like, that's amazing, and I do think it's well deserved because I do think NXT sees that he is very talented and sees that he's working hard to kind of do something, and 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 that's the thing I like is that they see that and they're like, 
we really enjoy that. Let's let's rally behind them. And I don't think it took away from Andrade at all. I think Andrade's going to look great going forward. I think Ty's going to look great going forward. I think when you can make two guys look great instead of one, I think that's you know I think that's really good. Yeah. Do you think this was originally supposed to be Elias Sampson before he got injured? Possibly. That's Possibly. What, that's what I was thinking too because Elias makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I, I re- and I like the way that they went about with it, like the whole stuff on social media with Ty and William Regal, like Ty being like, I just want a chance. I want a chance to show what I can do. Uh, and, and so I think they are giving something to Ty in the process. And like I said, I don't mind that, you know, it wasn't – like in fairness, they, I don't like that every time they bring in somebody new, it's just like, oh, that's a squat. here's your squash match. Well, I mean, they didn't do that with uh, the money don't kneel. They came oh, in. Yeah. They lost. I'm well, as far as like takeover. Like like, I'm glad they didn't go like Apollo Cruz with it, or yeah. um, um, even like a Kevin Owens or Baron Corbin or Baron Corbin. You know, I like that they did something different. Okay. Also, side note, Andrade is fucking amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I told you last week when I saw him work in Poughkeepsie, he won everyone over really quickly. Side note, I posted this on the Mayhem Show Facebook page. They already like they released his theme song right after Takeover ended. Probably now one of my favorite theme songs. It's, I thought it was okay. I thought it was I, okay. I think it's so fucking good. I think okay. it's up there. personally. I think it's up there with Nakamura's. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if I'd go that far. I don't know if I'd go that far. I really love it. Okay. Well, to each, to each own. Um. Uh, let's see. Was there anything else? Oh, I wanted to talk about something real quick. Okay. Uh, it goes to my lower third. Oh yes, yeah, really, really great. Uh, who's doing the interview? Was it just an interview of William Regal backstage? Uh, yeah, it's an interview with. It's one of the new chicks they have doing interviews. Um, yeah, but it was just a casual interview of Regal backstage, like how Takeover was going anyway, and didn't say anything, but just Bobby Roode walking slowly past William Regal into his <laughs> office, and everyone's like, "Oh, I should probably go see what that's about." He <laughs> just walks off camera, and I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be fun." Also, side note, because we were all theorizing like what the end was going to mean, and if it was gonna be like some big swerve or whatever at the end. I, I was telling like I would have died both in good and bad terms if Dixie Carter just walked out during the main event. <laughs> that was the whole. But you know, you know, it'd be great. Thing. Do you know Dixie Carter's name would be in the in NXT? Oh Jesus! Don't. Do you know what it'll be, Eamon? What would it be? Claire Lynch. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say I thought they were gonna name her. I thought your joke was gonna be they were naming some her something else, someone else from Designing Woman. Oh, if she came out as like Taylor Mishash. <laughs> <laughs> I know his name is Mishash Taylor, but Taylor's a girl's name. Oh my god, fuck! I I want to write that fan fiction now. No, no. with Dixie Carter as Taylor Mishash in the NXT zone. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, oh jeez. Oh no, fuck, Amen. Mm-hmm. We missed it. You know what Dixie Carter's name would be? What Delta Burke. Yeah, it would be Delta Burke. Yeah, yeah. she is full on Delta Burke. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> God damn it. 
Uh, so this, you come to the midweek war for your NXT designing women crossover stories. Guys, uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Do you want to go further into the women's title match because we only kind of briefly touched on? Yeah, it? yeah. We, I mean, I don't really know if there, it was fun. It was really fun. There was I think a lot it, of head kicking. I think it was exactly what Nia Jax needed personally. Yes, I think this was her best, without a doubt, her best match to date. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, allowed her to kind of be more aggressive. And and I'm very excited going forward because um, I think, well, I'm excited, but also like I, here's the thing I and Triple H kind of hinted to it on Facebook Live, so things may happen hopefully soon. But um, I think the women's division in NXT looks good. The only problem is there's only two people I can see as like actual threats to Oscar, and that's yeah. Bailey and Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. And she's beaten both of them pretty handily too. Yeah, I mean, you can obviously do like a triple threat scenario. Oh yeah, you absolutely can. Which I think makes the most sense going forward because Bailey wants the belt back, but also wants revenge on Nia. Like, or like you can have like a triple threat match where two of the characters are kind of aligned. Like, let's say Carmella. Yeah, it just yeah I because then you could I, then you could turn Carmella heel by having her blindside Bailey. And awesome. that way, Oscar doesn't lose any steam, and Carmelo's a big top heel. Then, yeah, it's just hard for me because it's like I can't. They're they're all the to me all the women on NXT are good. Like they're all, you know, varying degrees of good. Well, yeah, 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 but you know, as good as Carmella and Alexa, and um, you know, I know there's more. But I can't think of more. Peyton Royce. Um, Peyton Royce. Like they're um, they're not. At that point, where it's like I can see them as a threat to be yeah, honest. they're they're mid they're, they're not main eventers. Like when Bailey was champion, yeah, but I think it's also you've built Oscar in such a way where it's like it's so hard to have somebody reach that level where they can dethrone her. Well, Bailey Bailey wrestles kind of like Sami Zayn does. Mm-hmm. Like Bailey will start off at her opponent's level if they're below her, and then bring them up. Right, like, and that, and that's a great way to do it. Like, that's really because, like, you start off by kind of playing into their strengths and then bring them up to your level. Like, that's what she did with Carmelo. That's what she did with Alexa. That's what she did with Eva, for fuck's sake. And that's Mm -hmm. difficult to do. But Oscar, just hold on to your butts. Like that's that's the Oscar match. Like, it's good to have people that are different like that. But also, like, that's the thing. It's like you have to have somebody who's on a certain level to where they can, you really consider them a threat. Um, the closest person I can think, and the only way they would be able to do it is if they really kind of fast track or push, uh, would be uh, uh, the, the newly named uh, Ember Moon. <laughs> um, just because of her style. Like, I think that's the only one I can really see. Like, if they fast track her really quick, could be a threat. Yeah, I mean, what you can do in the women's division pretty quickly. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they don't—they don't have a lot of depth right now, unfortunately. Like they mined that dry really quick, and I don't think they realized it. And there's a lot of—and it's dry, but there's a lot of girls there. Yeah, but how many of them do we see that often? Yeah, that's the thing. And plus, we don't know who all of them is signed. Like, I assume Peyton Royce is signed. Peyton—the only ones I know that are signed are Peyton. Uh, Billy Kay, uh, Liv Morgan, Aaliyah, um, 
else? But yeah, I mean, we haven't seen. Oh, usually yeah, the so three, we, the last three you mentioned, we haven't seen them in months. Yeah, that's the problem. And I think they, I, th- I think I said it about a month or so ago. They really need to start taking some of those girls and giving them more of a push, mm-hmm. or giving yeah. them characters. Yeah, like not even necessarily pushes, but I'm sorry, Peyton Royce just comes out like a Final Fantasy villain throwing a rose around. Yeah. That's my character. Like you, at that point, <laughs> at that point, you're essentially a Pokemon or Tuxedo Mask. Yeah, Liv Morgan is like a blonde Carmella. Like <laughs> Liv Morgan waitresses at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> And they're good wrestlers, but it's just yeah, like, you fine. just have to put more of a focus on them. And and I don't, I don't see what's taking them so long. Honestly, I think I think it's just difficult to match someone up with Oscar because with Oscar you don't get like the promos that you would have with Bailey as champion. You don't get the stories because that's not Oscar's style. But I would like in that case, I would put give them a story with one or the other, like. Like an Alexa Bliss who who is good and 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 had some storyline development leaving Blake and Murphy, but like still isn't like completely developed as a doesn't have a developed story. She's kind of just wrestling matches every once in a while. Yeah, like, it'd be better to like maybe just do something with her and give her them a story, like and and work your way up almost in a way. Like, the yeah. I just kind of wish they didn't pull. They didn't call up like Dana at the same time as Emma. Yeah, because Dana is another one that like you could have a story with. Mm-hmm. Especially Dana already had established in story relationship with Asuka. Yeah, so there's a lot you could do, but yeah, it's it, that that's unfortunate. I just to me the 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 time window, like the frame on which they can get these girls to a certain level, is slowly going down. So they need to do it as soon as possible. Yeah, um, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, like you said, because um, here's to say, Bailey's not going to get called up soon, or another one of those top girls gets called up. What's going to happen then? Yeah, I, I mean, if you would ask me like a couple weeks ago, I would have said Bailey would be up by the by the draft. Now I don't think so. Yeah, because I don't think they can afford to lose her really, which is a shame because Bailey's main main roster ready. Yeah. Uh but um, all right. Before we sign off, do you want to talk about that uh, Triple H Facebook thing? There wasn't much to talk about, in fairness. See, I, see you say that, but um, he called NXT a brand. In fairness, he's called them that before. Yes, but this is something that they were pushing. Like, this is something that they were pushing, like, Triple H is going to be talking live. They're intimating that it's going to be important. Yeah, I, and and it, they like the they called I, him the father of NXT. Holy shit! That's no, I, no, I'm serious. They they did. No I, I, no, I understand, but that's very like like I don't know, very um uh over the top. But yeah, yeah. no, it's yeah. a little it's a little creepy and weird, but I truly think that now. We might be getting three brands drafting. That could happen. I um, I really really think that, and I think I think they realize that NXT like main roster and NXT have strong tag divisions. Those are fine, but the main roster of NXT needs a little filling out, and so does the women's division. Yeah, and you could take someone like an Alicia Fox, 
or a natty. Or a summer ray. Or a summer ray, especially a summer ray, and send them back down to NXT to kind of bolster the division a little bit. And then you can move Bailey to the main roster without losing a lot of steam. Yeah. I just Or yeah. God, could you imagine? And I know a lot of people are gonna give me flack for this. Imagine Nikki Bella in NXT. No, I'm not going to give you flack for that. I completely would want to see that. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. I think Nikki Bell in NXT would be amazing. She's developed great on the main roster. Like, yeah. So why not put her in that environment where she can have longer matches? She said it herself in like cons and stuff like that. She would love to have longer matches and, and, and do more stuff like that. Like, you know, I don't think... I think people have their their misinterpretations of what makes a good, you know, women's wrestler, and I think I think that could be a cool story to tell. Um, Side so note: I, I don't know if you just, like I follow WWE's YouTube channel. They posted like a random video of like uh, the Brie little girl, the little girl talking to the bells, talking about how like. <laughs> Like asking Nikki how big John Cena's muscles are. And yeah, like, no, it was adorable. But like adorable. freaking out, and I, 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 I think there's nothing that gets me more excited like watching like stuff of like kids getting into the current modern day wrestlers. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Because I think there's a, such a stigma that like, oh, wrestling's not as good as it used to be. Wrestling's not as popular as it used to be. Yeah, no, fuck that. That that's because we're in our twenties and thirties. Or, it's, or it's it's as popular if not more than it was or the kids only like john cena oh that's not true at all trust me take it from someone who works in a toy store this is not accurate at all i every single little kid who's in the wrestling department i ask them who their favorite wrestler is Mm -hmm. the multitude of answers i've got is amazing yeah i've gotten kane i've gotten dolph ziggler i've gotten Rey mysterio one person even told me pentagon jr that's amazing. I'm not even lying. I'm like, Cero Miedo. I love this. Because like, I, I don't know. Because you watch, did you watch the Breaking Ground thing as well? I haven't seen it yet, no. It's really fucking good, by the way. But there's a clip of the Nakamura. Like, they go through the Nakamura Zane takeover match. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, maybe a kid that's, like, eight mm-hmm. or whatever in the crowd with a Nakamura shirt that they have on the, on him. And he's, like, so excited and so into the match and, like, like buying all the near falls and all that stuff. And I'm like, I love that anybody, like there's such a stigma that like that match can only be be digested by 18 to 30 year old males. And that's that's not the case. Like like, it's good wrestling and anybody can get into it because it's good wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, and this, this is one last tangent before we, before we rank and wrap up. Um, Going off the idea of little kids reacting to wrestlers, mm-hmm. this season of Swerved does no. I'm serious. Does that in spades? I've only seen the first episode with oh the um, New Day like taste test thing. Oh my god! And that I love that thing. But like that, that little girl, so being awesome. like, I have one of your shirts, mm-hmm. like, and she still couldn't come with her to say this tastes horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, but Amen, there's there's one where um, like they have. Little kids do, cutting promos. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! There's a little kid cutting a promo on Randy Orton, and how he would get out of the RKO. Randy Orton. Oh, little, I've seen. I've seen that clip. Actually. Randy Orton sneaks up behind him and grabs his neck for an RKO. It's amazing. That, that's kid, amazing. I would be fucking terrified. Uh huh. 
it's no, but it's fucking like there's that. There's one with um where they have this little kid who's in making signs. So AJ comes in and he's like, Hey, let's make a sign for me. I'm fighting Ryback tonight. So they make a sign. Ryback. Well, they make an anti Ryback sign. And then AJ's like, All right, man, thanks a lot. And then he leaves. And as he's leaving, Ryback just strolls in the other side. The kid, genuine shock and terror, tries to hide the sign. <laughs> it's the best. It is the absolute best. Like the stuff they the stuff they prank with little kids, like you can tell they are fans and they yeah. are in it for the long haul and it's amazing. And that's really cool to see because it's like I I don't know, we get that stigma of like that kind of wrestling is like only for smarts and only for like that, you know, our genre of fan. And it's like, no, like if it's really good, like it can span different, you know, genres, different age groups, you know. Yeah, and keep in mind, wrestling ain't made for us. Yeah. It's not. It's made for little kids. It was made for us in the late '90s in the Attitude Era. It was made for. It was made for everyone 16 and up. That's who it was made for. But now and when we're, people say that, like they think they mean like, oh, the boring John Cena match. But no, all of wrestling. Yeah, all, all of wrestling of is a form of entertainment. It's a form of action that's supposed to get people interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a. It's it's like if you watch the movie Shrek. There's going to occasionally be a few jokes that are for the adults, mm-hmm. but it's made for kids. It's made for kids. Like kids don't understand the Shrek joke that he's compensating for something. Yeah. And kids don't understand what John Cena means when he says five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> like, you know, I, that that's just a thing. It's just yeah. a thing. All right. Um, so Eamon, I, I've been kind of delaying this question because I don't know how I'm going to answer it, so I'm going to make you answer it first. Mm-hmm. Where do you rank TakeOver this week? Can I rank it 1A? Uh, like, it's TakeOver. Like, it's not going to... I See, I I was thinking of doing a tie this week. I know that's against our bylaws, but... Well, that's I was, the thing I'm saying, like, 1A, 1B. Like... I mean, it, yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like we should... <laughs> we'll get into it later, but Luch is really good this week as well. I kind of feel like we should have to pick. If we if we have to pick, it's TakeOver. I love you, Lucha. You're amazing, and I really love you, everything you do, but it's TakeOver because it's TakeOver. <laughs> like, All right. I think I'm going NXT number two. I think yeah. it, it's it's... The slightest of twos, the slightest, the ever so slightest, like the thinnest margin I've ever ranked these two shows. Yeah, in but fairness, ever I'm, so slight, and and honestly, stick around for the Lucha show because I'm gonna fucking gush over that show as well. Yeah, but. the reason the reason Lucha's number one for me is just my eight year old brain. And that's that's gonna be the only reason. <laughs> it's gonna be the, the only, only reason. You know, is that Impact Wrestling does not win. Impact Wrestling isn't even in my top ten because Impact Wrestling never wins. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, Impact Wrestling wouldn't win if it was the only show we watched. <laughs> Impact Wrestling, I wouldn't have sex with you if you were the last last wrestling show on earth. <laughs> Good God, I don't think we need to go that far. All right, uh, but well, even. 
Eamon, where can the people of the internet find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Eamon 2 please. You can also check out Inspire Pro Wrestling on Twitter and Inspire Pro Wrestling over at InspireProWrestling.com. All right, and you can find me at Mad Mike. 4883 on the Twitter machine. Please feel free to come into our Facebook page. We are doing a very special thing for this month. We are having ourselves a mock draft. Um, we uh, are the midweek, me, Eamon, Antonio Garza, Matt, and Bobby FJ Town. We've all taken the SmackDown brand and Sorg and all the rest of those jokers. They got the Raw brand. We're crushing them. We're crushing them so far. If you want to see who we drafted and who they drafted, go to our Facebook page. Go to our YouTube page. Find the video. Uh, we're doing a 10-pick each side draft every week uh, for the next three more weeks. And I have a feeling it's going to get really interesting, especially if you're a fan of NXT because we got Chad Gable <laughs> and Nakamura. So, yeah. Suck it raw. Um, all right. So for Eamon Payton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your mid week war. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.